welcome everyone to the first episode of the Bourbon Beginners Podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm here with my fellow bourbon lovers, Jeff and Andrew. Hey, everybody. Hey, guys. If, if you guys are anything like us, you love tasting and talking about bourbon, and that's what we're obviously here to do today and hopefully continue doing with this podcast. You probably always hear experts give their takes on bourbon and what they smell and taste, and we want to change that up a, a little bit and do something a little different. Yeah. We want to give you the everyday person's take on what they smell and what they taste. Mm-hmm. And I think our hope is that as we go through these episodes and we taste all these bourbons, that we can begin to really detect and distinguish different smells and tastes and see if we can get on par with uh, all those expert tasters. Yeah, you guys will take a journey with us. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're hoping for. We'll see how it goes. So during most of the episodes, we'll go through the flavor profiles of different bourbons. I think we'll... Uh, We'll probably have episodes where we discuss news or tasting tips and techniques and things like that. But for the most part, we'll be tasting bourbon. And I think the, our thought is we'll give you the, the bourbon beginner's point of view on what we smell and taste. Yeah. And then after we do that, we'll compare it to what experts like Fred Minnick have said about the same exact bourbon. And see, right. If, um, right, and see if we are on par mm-hmm. with what they say, which I have a feeling we won't be. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we won't. <laughs> no. But you never know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But also in looking at different, uh, how different people rate them, many people are all over the place in what they say, and not everybody has the same exact smell and taste. So we'll, uh, we'll see if we can match anybody. That's true. And then once we compare what the experts have said to what we smell and taste, we'll also let you know if from our uh, everyday bourbon drinker's point of view, if we think it's, if the pour is worth the price. Yeah. So on today's episode, we all got together and we chose to taste Old Forester 1920 Prohibition style whiskey. But before we get into that, I wanted to introduce uh, both Jeff and Andrew. So we'll start with you, Jeff. Can you just tell everybody when you got into bourbon and what got you into bourbon? Yeah, I mean, I've been a long time drinker. What can I say? <laughs> but the thing is, is that when my wife and I had a honeymoon, really, really actually it was our first year anniversary trip to Europe, we actually stopped off in Dublin, Ireland. And that is a famous place for whiskey. And, yeah. and when in Ireland, you got to go out and try some local whiskeys and, you know, go straight to the source. And one of the sources that we went to, amongst many other places that we went to, was uh, Jameson. Mm-hmm. And, and Jameson, I, I love, really got me introduced into some delicious whiskey. You know, Irish whiskey is usually triple distilled, at least Dublin whiskey is, and very smooth, very tasty, and, um, you know, pri- provides a uh, good punch for what it's worth. So and that's what, it, what I really got into. It. And then I came back home, and to make a long story short, I decided to try some American whiskeys and eventually fell into bourbon. And uh, my personal favorite actually is a Tennessee whiskey. So that's how I started. Oh, that's great. And I, I actually did that same exact tour in Dublin. And mm-hmm. I loved it too. James, I thought Jameson was great. Um, yeah. But my, my story about getting into it is uh, not quite as nice and romantic as going on a trip with my wife. But uh, <laughs> Andrew, what what got you into bourbon and when did you get into it? Well, you know, that's, that's funny. Um, mine started similarly. So uh, when I was 21, I actually went with my family to Scotland and we went on like a distillery tour all around like the Highlands and yeah. Edinburgh and places like that. So, so we went to a bunch of different places and that kind of got me into the whiskey. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I and I had bourbon throughout the years, but I actually um, had a roommate several several years later who really liked bourbon, and I was not in a place to appreciate bourbon at that time, so I just drank it. And throughout the years, I, I liked you know, mixed drinks, just like you, Jeff. Uh, mm-hmm. But but my roommate, you know, I had an opportunity to try a lot of like good brands, but I didn't appreciate it at the time. And it's I came around later. Uh, I was always a mixed drink guy, but but more recently, I've tried been enjoying these uh, these the bourbons for what they are. And you guys have inspired me to um, to uh, enjoy it. Yeah, I think we've all kind of inspired each other here and. You know, what a better place to learn about whiskey than the old world in, in Europe. It's a good way to That's start. right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How they did it and now how the Americans improved upon it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like, I like everything. There goes our European audience. <laughs> Gone. Day one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you guys... We had so many of them. Three listeners, but now you're down to <laughs> minus two. <laughs> Well, and I think we should also just, <laughs> I want to briefly touch on Andrew's story real quick. I was at his house when he had, he was living with that roommate, his roommate threw a party where <laughs> he laid out all of his great bourbons. And it was like 10 or 15 years ago. And I had zero appreciation for mm-hmm. any good liquor. And we just downed all of his bourbon without ever <laughs> attempting to smell or taste anything. Okay. It was a really, yeah. it was a really bad decision on his part. It really was. And we literally chugged and it was. It was a bad idea on his part. It was a bourbon tasting party. Um, but yeah. <laughs> once you guys got into it, it was just chugging. And there was Blanton's there. There was there was Buffalo Tree. There were all the like the rare stuff. Now there was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had a whole bottle of Blanton's and had no idea <laughs> what it was. So I have a feeling we're going to lose your ex roommate as a listener too after this. <laughs> we won't invite him. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he won't. Lose. Yeah, my my story is just. I did the Jameson tour too. That that's not really when I started getting into it. I I at a law firm here in Jacksonville. I have two of my buddies were really into it, and I always saw them going hunting at different liquor stores, and it seemed fun. And I would just tag along. And then really through them hunting and me going with them is just how I started tasting it and getting into it. So I kind of did <clears throat> the reverse, I think, of what most people did um, or do. But that's how I really started getting into it, and. And ever since then, I just keep trying to taste as many as I can to try to develop a good palate and see what the hell is going on. Yeah, the fun part also is not only drinking it and enjoying it with friends, but it is also hunting for it as well. Although mm-hmm. it's a lot harder now to hunt and find uh, when you're doing it. It is, but it always gives me something to do. Like whenever we go somewhere, if we take a trip somewhere, I have to go into at least one liquor store, no matter where we are, to see yeah. what they have. And typically it's like crazy price and I won't buy anything, mm. but it's still fun to go look for it. Yeah, same here. Just send each other pictures of how ridiculous Bland's is at this point. Now it's several hundred dollars. Yeah, it's just crazy. All right. Well, I think we're getting close to actually cracking open the 1920. But before we do that, Jeff, do you want to give the listeners just a little history on what this bourbon is? Yeah, I'd like to give you guys a little brief history here. Old Forrester started in 1870 by Dr. William Forrester, two R's, um, who actually prescribed whiskey back then with a medicinal purpose here. And then it was later purchased by Brown Foreman with the intent of selling bourbon by bottles, which they usually used to sell bourbon just by the barrels. And you never knew what you got in them. So you could have been like... Uh, 90% bourbon. It could have been 100% bourbon, but you, a lot of the bourbons sold in the barrels, you didn't know what you were getting. 
So they sold these through bottles and advertised as high quality, 100 proof whiskey. And that's some watered down mixture that you get in the backwoods here. So when For- <laughs> the funny thing is, is actually when Forrester retired, they dropped the double R and that's how you get regular just Forrester with one R. Yeah, after you said that, I was just staring at the bottle, and I was like, there's definitely only one R on that bottle. <laughs> yeah, no, when I'm Googling this thing, and I'm like, old Forrester, <laughs> one R, I mean, well, obviously two R's in the whole thing, but F-O-R-R, no, it's F-O-R-E-S-T-R. Mm-hmm. But, and then going straight to 1920, which is kind of interesting, is that old Forrester was one of the six uh, distilleries in Kentucky that was still allowed to produce bourbon during the Prohibition era. So it, this particular bottle that we're having right now is the same recipe, 70% corn, 18% rye, 10% malted barley, as they had during Prohibition. That's very cool. Yeah, it is cool. So this should be interesting tasting this. Yeah, some Prohibition whiskey. I'm looking forward to it. That's right. And uh, part of why we chose this was because I we had all heard very good things about it. And uh, I also was telling you guys that Fred Minnick, who's known for his tasting, he ranked this as the second best bourbon that you could get between 41 and $60 last year. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And then also while he was ranking them, he also said that this is a great like bourbon to get people into really enjoying bourbon before um, they get into very complex flavors. So that makes me feel like we should be able to pick out some uh, smells and tastes here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> we'll see. Well, so first up, um, just to, just briefly, I guess, what do you guys think of the packaging of the bottle? I like it. I like the colors. Like I noticed when I, I, I just picked it up today and against all the other old Foresters, like the, I would have been 1910, I think was right next to it. This one, I like the color scheme. I like the, mm-hmm. the blue. Um, it's got a real classic style. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the bottle here. It looks like your classic old whiskey bottle here. That old text, very cool, but, you know, brought in like a modern way with all the color. But, and also what really stands out is the 115 proof. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. all that, too. I think, it, I think it really sticks out with the teal color and the way the stripe goes down the middle of it. And the shape of the bottle, I also think it makes it pretty easy to store. There are some bottles that I get that are very difficult to put in, like, my cabinet or anything. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think all together, this is a solid bottle. But more importantly, getting into the actual whiskey, have you guys, I heard Andrew's glass clinking in the middle of this, so I assume he's drinking it, but I, I have not. No, I have not had it. That is the, um, uh, my wedding ring against the bottle. I'm just holding it. Here. Oh, okay. I have not uh, popped it open yet. Yeah, I haven't even cracked open the plastic seal, but hopefully I'll be able to catch it when I'm doing it right now. It's just me struggling with the plastic. <laughs> I did it sound good for a while. <laughs> You're supposed to have a thing that goes down it so you can peel it off easily. Hey, well, that's got to be a knock on uh, the packaging if it's tough to get that off. That's, yeah. that's true. Whatever. All right, here you go. Ooh, I heard that. That was perfect. Yeah, I guess I cheated. I poured mine before we. Uh, oh, you did. This. Oh man. Oh, this is. I this wanted to let it air out. <laughs> oh, that's smart. Okay. Do you guys have like a snifter glass? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yep. I have the apparent perfect bourbon smelling and tasting glass. Oops! I almost dropped the bottle. Perfect. 
All right. All right. Andrew, are you poured and ready to go? I'm poured and ready to go. I think it's a very nice dark brown color that's uh, pleasing to the eye. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I told you guys I had Larceny um, before we started this here, and it was strikingly light compared to uh, the Old Forester 1920. So yeah, this is a really nice dark color here. Yeah, nice caramel looking color. Very dark. You could tell that proof in there by how high it is with the darkness of it. Yeah, exactly. All right. Are you guys ready to give it a smell and we'll start telling everyone what we think we smell in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. Mm, I smell a little bit of uh, kind of like toffee, maybe. Very clean. It is very, it's, it's not... It's not particularly strong, I don't think, but it's got a very smooth type caramel, sweeter smell. That's what I think, too. I'm actually surprised that it's not more boozy smelling. It's not really boozy smelling yeah. at all. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's not boozy smelling at all. And I, at the moment, all I'm smelling is, I think, like sweet caramel. Yeah, yeah, like a sweet, yeah, super sweet. Uh, well, not super sweet, but sweet caramel, toffee, maybe a little floral at the end there. Mm. Although now that I shove my nose in here more, I'm definitely getting a little bit of a boozy smell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. You guys ready? Let's taste it. Ready to taste? All right. Oh, wow. That is delicious. Mm-hmm. That is really good. Get a little bit of uh, that same nose of that toffee or maybe even just a, just the caramel taste to it. Just kind of like going all over my tongue there. Yeah, I agree. I, I still think... I'm mostly just getting like a, a caramel type taste. I definitely taste some booze in there. Yeah, I, I think yeah. the booze part I could taste is probably like maybe like some dark cherry notes in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe it's a little bit. I think it's mostly kind of caramelly, but with maybe a little, it's hard to say, maybe a little wood type. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, I think it's a little, little oaky in there at the end. Mm. Good finish. Nice oak finish. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually really sweet. It, it, like it, yeah. it cuts through the booziness and it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not overpowering. I could see no. how Fred Minnick thought that it was a good type beginner's drink because it, it's not offensive. Like it's not overpowering in any way. It's a very smooth, smooth, sweet drink. Yeah, yeah exactly. High proof drink. Very smooth. Nice sweetness to it. Yeah. And Jeff, you said it went all over your tongue, and I agree with that. It just doesn't, like, fall flat at all. No. No. Yeah. It's, well, that was that was a really good taste. I like that. And then, as for the finish, um, maybe we should take another sip to figure out what the finish is. Yeah. You mean my fourth sip? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've had a few. I think I poured myself a little more <laughs> than a couple ounces here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I taste a little bit of oak at the end there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that is where I have the I, I get that wood taste is at the end there. But it definitely finishes for a while. It lingers for a while. There. It does. Yeah, I say it does linger. I agree. But yeah, I I kind of tell like on the finish, it's a little wood, but also, Jeff, you said it was a little fruit. You right? Yeah, I tasted a little dark yeah, cherries. I I, I feel it. Yeah. Maybe a little apple in there, but maybe like a mm. like a Macintosh apple or something like that. Something intense flavor i feel like you guys are pros you guys are on fred minnick's level yeah well i'm sure if we look at his guide and there'll be nothing um that i mentioned right <laughs> uh, this well, we're like maple to. um i don't <laughs> taste any no. cherries actually exactly the yeah. opposite 
leather and smoke or something. <laughs> yeah, chocolate, <laughs> chocolate, chocolate. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Are we ready? Are we ready to move on to what the experts say? Yeah, let's see it. Let's hear it. All right, let's do it. So Fred Minnick a year ago said that on the nose, mm -hmm. you guys, Jeff, you might have nailed it. He said a lot of cherry pie. Oh, I think you actually said cherry, Jeff. I, I did say did, cherry. Yeah. Dark cherries. Did I say that? Yeah. Read back the record. And, <laughs> we'll rewind. And then other than that, we may have missed what he says. He says molasses and a touch of banana. Um, hmm. I don't get that. I mean, it is super sweet, but I don't know if I get yeah. that. But I, I think I could see the cherry. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That's the nose is pertaining to you, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's look at All right. Do you want to hear uh, what old Forrester says the nose is on the 1920? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, oh, there you, well, so you, you definitely nailed the cherry because they say an intense medley of cherry preserves, mm -hmm. drippy caramel, which we all said caramel. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. And yeah. then, although Jeff jokingly said chocolate, they say dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Thickened maple syrup. Uh, it is kind of thick. I get that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, we and, talked about and, it. Yeah, and seasoned oak spices or oak spiciness, which both of you said uh, it had that. Yeah, that's a little egg, woody yeah. oak. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty yeah, good. We're, we're experts. We're All good. together, I think we nailed the, the smell of it. The smell. All right. Let's, let's do this. Something that really matters probably the most is taste. All right. So taste. So Fred Minnick says that it jumps on the front of his tongue with sweetness. Mm. which we all said I think was very we saw sweet. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he said on the back of his tongue with fried pie crust. <laughs> I think we all missed the fried pie crust yeah. uh, note. I mean, fried yeah. pie crust? Yeah. What are they eating over in Kentucky? Where is it? Kentucky? <laughs> yeah, you fried, good. You started with the Oreos, <laughs> but now you're frying pies? What, what's next? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't quite get that, but... He also goes on to say it, it's hitting just a little bit of the spice. It's really concentrated. Mm -hmm. uh, it's focused on a couple areas of the palate, and it's really intense. And we certainly all said it was pretty intense, but delicious, though. Yeah. And then we can look at what Old Forester's website actually says about it. Yeah, let's see what they say, because Fred, he's an expert, obviously, but fried pie crust, come on down. I know. I won't let it go. But I will say I can see kind of Old Forester in agreement. I mean, well, first of all, we got this. They said dark caramel coats layers of malt nuttiness. Yeah. So we all said caramel. You guys mm -hmm. said uh, oaky nuttiness. Same thing. Yeah. Um, and then they also go on to say sweet graham cracker all warmed by green peppercorn and coriander spice brightened with a hint of cedar. Yeah, we were on that track, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we really were. I mean, we 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 hit at least a couple of, or a few of them. Maybe not green peppercorn and coriander, but wood <laughs> and caramel <laughs> and nuttiness. I feel like we nailed all of them. Yeah, we did. I mean, I don't know. Did we say nuttiness? Carbon-based life forms we've been consuming. Right. This yeah. was bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We Take definitely nailed that part. Uh-huh. And actually, you know what? I don't think Fred Minnick, I don't think I have what his finish was on this, but I mean, if we were awarding a medal for today, I feel like it would probably go to Jeff because the finish, uh, according to Old Forrester, is tart apple crispiness. 
which oh. gives way to a long, smoky finish full of toasted marshmallow, chocolate, and graham cracker sweetness. Well, I got like one eighth of it. So, yeah, well, that's more than <laughs> much more than we got. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> that's right. That was good. That's I mean, right. frankly, when I'm tasting it, I don't, I don't get toasted marshmallow or chocolate or uh, at all. But no, no, I don't. I mean, I hear chocolate all the time, and I love chocolate, all different types: milk, white. Uh, dark and i just i it's just hard for me to taste chocolate and burn but i i could understand where people are coming from though that makes sense yeah yeah exactly well that was good i'd say i'm gonna take another sip before we uh yeah me too now with that i'm gonna i'm gonna pour a little more take one last sip now half the bottle is gone (laughs) yeah i don't know if i'm there yet i don't know if i'm i'm an expert yet but that's the point i could taste a little pie crust in there but let's say my finish is pretty much the same a little oak at the end there that was good i can't believe you said apple jeff that was spot on nailed it yeah thanks yeah but you know i mean it's delicious um i i don't know i can see cherry obviously the caramel and some spice but beyond that i'm not really getting specifically green peppercorn i'm not even sure if i know a green peppercorn tastes like (laughs) yeah yeah well, yeah, it could be a little spice of that, but very mild spice. But I guess coriander could be a, a milder spice. Right. And I guess green peppercorn isn't as uh, powerful as a dark peppercorn. So, But overall, uh, what do you guys think of it all together? I thought it was really, I thought it was really good. And so I wanted to go through, too, what you guys, mm-hmm. what the price of it was. I'm not sure. I mean, over by me, it was uh, 60 bucks for this mm-hmm. at a bigger liquor store that's what you paid too yeah i got it from abc yeah, yeah i think I it was too. minus 59 yeah yeah, yeah okay and so i guess the question now is was the poor worth the price and in my opinion i think it was i think it's really good obviously that that's part of why i love bourbon is that mm-hmm. you can have a, a couple glass of this and it, it could last you for months yeah. um and so i think for 60 bucks for um what I don't think was dull at all, and I think was actually a little complex and just overall delicious. I think it's absolutely worth it. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think for sixty bucks, it's it's a little pricey compared to other bourbons, but it's it's absolutely delicious, and I would definitely have this on my shelf handily, readily, for sure. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think it's good to have for the price. It's a good bottle. It will last a while. It's, mm-hmm. It's, I would say, inoffensive. Like, it, it's a good bourbon that you can have, that you can yeah. drink. It's not going to be, like, too complex, but it's it's good, and it's good, and it tastes good. It's a good flavor spectrum, and, and I, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I would probably give it, if I were to give a rating, are we giving ratings, Mike? We can give a rating. Yeah, uh, my rating would be probably about eight and a half. It's actually very good, very tasty. Yeah, when you said that, I was thinking like seven and a half or something like that. I, I think yeah. it, it is really good. And you, well, and Andrew, what, what rating would you give it? I would go with eight, eight out of 10. Okay. Mm. So it's great. We all agree it's great. And you know what the best part about it is? Um, unlike most of the bur- or many of the bourbons you hear about, this one is actually um, readily available. Yeah. I went into my local liquor store that's right down the street from me and it was they had a bunch of bottles of it. Yeah, I like something that's readily available and quite tasty and hopefully this uh stays readily available because I would like I said, I'd have this on my shelf at all times. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's a good one. 
Well, before we wrap it up, do you guys have any parting thoughts? It was uh, quite tasty. Nope, I got nothing. Yep, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's all we have for you guys today. And we appreciate you listening. And we'll be back with another Bourbon Beginners Review. That's right. All right, bye. Bye, everybody.